0: IVM. Chapter 8 Stay the Course. If failure is the most difficult obstacle for aspiring entrepreneurs, your greatest attribute is your ability and willingness to stay the course. This is the holy grail of business. Grit and determination are the keys to success. Mangalyan didn't make it to Mars without a dedicated team that took on and overcame every obstacle in the path. Nobel Peace Prize winner Kailash Satyarthi has saved more than 80,000 children from child labor and faced roadblocks at every turn. So why do remarkable people do what they do? To challenge themselves every day, reach their limits, push against them and transcend every impediment in the hope realizing a dream and they get where they do by staying the course everybody feels fear and uncertainty when things aren't going well ups and downs are part of life and business if you're like most people you focus on the downs the unexpected problems that confront you but staying the course is about preparation planning and and agility in different times. It's about overcoming the crisis of confidence and plowing on to reach your goals. This doesn't mean you can't pivot or cut your losses if you see something is really not working. In fact, that's a part of your strategy of staying the course for the long haul. If failure is the most difficult obstacle for aspiring entrepreneurs, your greatest attribute is your ability and willingness to stay the course. In business, things won't always go your way. People will question your every decision and insist that the direction you've chosen won't allow you to reach your goals. Your competitors will strike mercilessly when they sense a weakness. Staying the course isn't the most complicated business philosophy you'll come across, but it is the holy grail of business. Once I experienced the intense adrenal rush of entrepreneurship, I knew I'd never do anything else. The more I strove to make things happen, the more resilient I became when things didn't quite pan out. I slowly learned what it took to bounce back. As I mentioned, one of UTV's first investors was New York's Warburg Pincus. I've stayed in touch with the team that was on our board for many years. On a flight to Singapore about the time I was moving out of Disney UTV and media and entertainment, I had a chance encounter with Dalip Pathak, one of the firm's partners. We sat just across the aisle from each other, settling down for a four-hour nap on the short flight. "'Good to know you're starting off on your second innings, but I've got to tell you something,' Dalip said with a smile. "'When we dealt with you, we always knew you would do just what you had told us you'd do. That was crucial. Sometimes it worked, and sometimes it didn't. Hell, I remember five, six times when things could have gone south and the end was near.' I'm sure there were many more occasions I don't even know about. But here you are, he shook his head. In those few seconds of silence, I raced back through the events he recounted, a bunch of close calls that could have signaled the end of things even before we really got started. Normally, a cat has nine lives, Ronnie. You've had more than twenty. I think you're right, I agreed. And since then, the nickname has stuck Cat of 20 Lives. I took the title as a badge of honor. We had a good laugh over those shared stories. Later, the true impact of that chance conversation hit me. Were we unique for having navigated the minefields for as long as we had and coming out at the other end stronger for the daily challenges thrown our way? I don't think so. But we were persistent. Despite having more than our share of problems, bad timings, poor judgment calls, missed opportunities, near-death experiences and many, many stomach-churning days, weeks and months, when nothing we tried seemed to work. A quick mental count offered up many more than 20 times in my career, not just within UTV, but from the beginning in theatre, toothbrushes, cable and beyond, when things could have gone far differently If we hadn't stayed the course, entrepreneurs face extraordinary challenges every day. Maybe your product or service didn't find the massive market you thought was out there. Maybe you ran out of money, didn't get the next round of investment, or made one big bet and lost it all. Maybe the founder split, or growth just dried up. In business, it seems a whole lot more can go wrong than right. Success is never an accident and seldom occurs overnight, far from what the media sometimes writes when touting the next killer app or must-have product. So what separates industry leaders from obituaries? Staying the course is a crucial, unsung, often thankless task that falls to the person in charge and the core team. My experience tells me that value creation often comes from just lining up with everyone else at the start line. Hit the tape at the finish and keep running. When we embarked on our cluster of TV channels, from Bindas to UTV Movies, from UTV Action to UTV World Movies, I also personally wanted to enter the business news space. CNBC was far ahead of the pack and this offered us a unique opportunity. We launched as UTV Business News, tied up in the initial days with ABC, thanks to our Disney connection since ABC is part of the Disney family. But to get to the next level, we needed a partner with a leading brand in business. Bloomberg was the obvious choice and a perfect fit for us. I knew in my heart of hearts that approaching Bloomberg and working out a deal for a proposed Bloomberg UTV business channel would be a challenge. The field was extremely competitive, and we had a small problem. Michael Bloomberg had made it clear publicly that Bloomberg did not franchise its brand and product out, nor did it make joint ventures easily. In fact, the organization prefers to build from the ground up when taking on worldwide initiatives. Knowing this, I started to convince their leadership team that They needed to make an exception in India and allow us to forge a content alliance by co-branding their channel with UTV and calling it Bloomberg UTV. We received positive feedback from them. Keen as they were, though, there was still no deal. From our side, we couldn't achieve our goals without a co-brand. So for the next 12 months, I stayed in regular touch, dropping in to meet with them whenever I was in the U.S., Twice I made a day trip to New York City just to continue my credibility building exercise. Landing in the morning after a 16 hour non stop flight, spending two hours with them to stay in touch, no agenda, and then grabbing another 15 hour tailwinds non stop back to Mumbai. Those were grueling flights but well worth the effort because one day on one of those just in the neighborhood visits, the thaw happened. Bloomberg at that point was looking at the best way to expand into countries where it couldn't operate its own channels. A couple of months of negotiation followed, the foundation of which had been laid over a year and multiple meets, culminating in a call to me as I spoke at an investor conference at the Taj Mahal Hotel in Mumbai. Bloomberg had completed its internal discussions early morning in New York, I stepped out of my session to take the call, standing on the staircase of the old Taj building on a Mumbai evening. We had three hard points to close. A fixed non-negotiable license fee, a small equity stake subject to regulatory approval, and strong synergies with the Bloomberg terminal business. And the deal was offered on a take-it-or-leave-it basis. It was a fair deal. We went with it. With a tremendous sense of satisfaction, coupled with a stray bit of conviction in myself, I leaned back on the staircase railings of the Taj and stared up at the iconic dome that would later, tragically, be blown up by terrorists in the 2611 attack. I'd put a great deal of time and effort into cultivating this relationship. One of the iconic global names in business had agreed to co-brand with UTV. It said a lot for our own brand. Our agreement became a template for Bloomberg, and as the leadership team proudly informed me later, it is a format they now follow in many countries around the world. What I did in securing that deal wasn't extraordinary, but I learned a couple of strong lessons regarding entrepreneurship. 1. Staying the course is a conscious strategy and helps you achieve those goals that would have been out of your reach had you called it a day. And Two, success comes from thorough preparation and positioning in the early stages, absolute commitment to an idea, and laser focus on your goals, the ability to build credibility for you and your team, and the confidence that comes from acting with determination and with a clear, uncluttered mind. The more I introspect about the past two decades of experiencing and witnessing business, the more I attribute much of our success to our ability to stay the course. In an honest moment, I would also chalk up a few of my biggest failures to my unwillingness at the time to persevere, a dive into home shopping being the best example. Entertainment and media can be a sexy, seductive industry, but the energy and passion that lures entrepreneurs in the first place to the glitz and glamour of the media only carries them so far before a lack of expertise and the law of averages catch up. UTV was founded in 1990. Statistically, the majority of entrepreneurs in the media have a seven-year life cycle. That means our 20-plus years run puts us close to the right side of the longevity curve. Our move into Bollywood and broadcasting changed our profile and took UTV to the next level. Even though we were strangers in a strange land in every way when we arrived in the late 1990s, we went in eyes wide open. The secret to working through difficult situations, whether these are with teachers, rivals, competitors, friends, or parents, is to never show that they bother you. Level your gaze beyond the horizon. Life is too short to allow others to make you feel inadequate. That sort of determination often predicts success and begins with a focused, committed thought process. Do what needs doing. Figure out what went wrong and fix it. Look out for the truck that's about to run you down and sidestep it. Plan for success and insist on survival. The very worst thing that can happen to you as an entrepreneur is that you will get out of business and back to base camp. To survive is to give yourself a fighting chance to succeed. When planning for the future, it's critical to build your team for the long haul, too. Your team needs to believe in your vision and commit to not jumping ship at the appearance of every high wave. That said, you can't always know at the start, when you hire, who's in for the long term and who will be gone before you said hello. But as a leader, it's for you to spot talent, nurture it. Share ideas, involve team members, and reward them until both sides are on the same page We're not talking about uh, a till-death-to-us-apart commitment, of course In this 24-7 world, prevailing wisdom holds that everyone at some point looks at his career in terms of quick turnarounds The arbitrage opportunities seem much better for most professionals or entrepreneurs to keep jumping careers but that's where you as the leader come in to convince your team of the big picture and why the best learning, growth, and wealth creation can happen if you all stick together. In UTV, I worked hard to create a strong sense of ownership. Many of the team members stayed for the full first cycle of our growth over a decade and many for the second. A few, including my co-founders, stayed the full course. In the toothbrush space too, it took me about two years to identify who was in for the long haul once they felt a common vision and passion At the risk of uh, generalizing it should take no more than six months for you to know if you made the right hire The same holds for the person joining your team Once she has had the time to define her role within the company See her way clearly and think about the company in the future as a part of your team It takes about two years for both sides to gauge whether long-term success is on the cards. I can't sum up the value of teamwork, retention, and staying the course, mentoring, and leading from the front while creating a culture of ownership better than Sid Roy Kapoor when he wrote me a mail in early 2014, just after taking over from me as the managing director of Disney India. As I complete 20 years of my association with UTV today, I cannot but reflect when I was seven years old and you're bringing all this amazing technology called cable TV into my thrilled household. I was amazed that the owner was coming to check each and every connection and how good the reception was. Inspired by what you were doing in media, which was exactly the route I wanted to go down, I took up an internship at UTV in 1994. I have today framed my first letter of appointment signed by you with my stipend at that time of rupees 2,000 per month. I worked in the in-flight department with late-night edits and brainstorming and was amazed that you as the founder were also there in the office with us at 3 a.m., there to do a voiceover and check the capsules before they went out. It also happened to be the fateful summer when News Corp invested in UTV and Shanti was launched. As a young, ambitious intern, there seemed like no better place to work in media and no one cooler or more inspiring to have as a role model. A decade later, after doing an MBA, working with PNG and then with Star, with whom I was based in Hong Kong as one of their youngest VPs, when you called to ask me if I wanted to come back and work with you and build the movie business since you just greenlit Rangde Basanti and Parinita, I was on the next flight back to Mumbai. And here we are, a decade later, with you moving on to your second innings and passing on the mantle to me of this new combined entity. There is so much more than surrender pity here. It's your vision, always forward-looking and ten steps ahead of everyone else. We will all cherish and miss your planning and mentoring by inspiration and osmosis than by design, and that's one of your most amazing traits as a leader and an entrepreneur. Some of the most specific memories I have of my career are small events that take on much larger significance later, reminding me why I became an entrepreneur all those many years ago. In 2003, Swades, one of my favorite movie projects ever, and later the namesake of our Swades Foundation, was filming in rural India. Shah Khan plays Mohan Bhargava, a NASA engineer and Ivy League graduate in the U.S., with a successful career in aerospace, who returns to his ancestral home in India after the death of his parents. The more he sees and learns of his former home, the more intense is his desire to stay back in India and bring about change. Torn between two worlds, he must make a life-altering decision. The main location for the film was a place called Wai, situated at the foothills of Panchkani and Mableshwar, and known for its temples and the Ghats leading down to the Krishna River. It was quite beautiful, but rustic to the core, and an hour's drive each way from the hotel where the cast and crew stayed. On one particular day, filming took Shah Rukh's character to a village that was a train ride away to meet one of its poorest inhabitants, an old man. His return would invite some soul-searching, the visit compelling him to rethink his attitude towards his old home in India. Now, Swades was directed by Ashutosh Gowariker, who had hit the limelight a couple of years ago with the Academy Award-nominated Lagan. Ashu has a reputation in Bollywood as an unyielding stickler for total authenticity in a film's every frame. He insisted that the old man's hut be the real thing, set in a desolate area with sparse mountains surrounding it on all sides. We embarked that morning on a long drive, an hour onto the other side of the normal location. Sharuk was having serious back problems at the time and contemplating surgery immediately after filming wrapped. He and I rode together to give each other company and to catch up on the drive, during which we traversed some of the roughest terrains I've ever seen. Shah Rukh gritted his teeth in agony as we bumped up and down. Shah Rukh is a dreamer and a doer, a true blue entrepreneur taking big bets not just in film but in business and in sports, always following his gut. He leads from the front while inspiring his team and giving them the freedom to operate. He is also sleepless, Shah Ruk, as he is constantly abuzz with infectious energy that inspires everyone fortunate enough to be near him. In that three-hour drive, we were either cracking up laughing at his never-ending sense of humor and his stories, or squirming with pain every time we hit a pothole on the dirt road. When we arrived, our enthusiasm was short-lived. We were greeted by an absolutely desolate, barren piece of land adorned with one tiny hut. Shah Ruk, stretching his aching back, incredulously scanned the scene and shook his head. There's nothing around here. We could have shot this at Film City, he said flatly. He was right. The studio, spread in Mumbai, has floors with dedicated mountains in the backdrop, some scenery for every situation. Even with my high respect for Ashu and his commitment to authenticity, I wondered, along with Shah Rukh, why we were in this place. But after that one comment, Shah Rukh spent the rest of the day focused and engaged, as if we were in exactly the right place for the shot. Later at lunch, we all sat under some makeshift umbrellas in the scorching heat. My curiosity got the better of me, and I had to ask that nagging question. Ashu, I've been wondering, what's so unique about this location? What do you want your audience to see? He gave an intense look and pointed over my shoulder to an unusually shaped, three-peaked mountain far in the distance. He wanted that remarkable piece of scenery as his backdrop when Shah Rukh entered the hut to meet the man. Three seconds of screen time in a three-hour and fifteen-minute film. But when I see those three seconds, I'm proud of the team that stayed with his convictions and supported the captain and his vision Chapter Summary Staying for the long haul is about planning, agility, and overcoming any crisis of confidence as much as it is about stamina, audacity, and conviction Fear and uncertainty when things are not going as planned are natural But this is also when your convictions are truly tested. Generally, the difference between success and failure is about staying the course. The key to staying the course, whether you've already spent a few years on the entrepreneurial journey or you're just placing that first foot on the path, is to believe in your dream and live it every single day.